Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Eye of the World. I am your host, Will Cowan, and with me every day is Mr. Steve Haynes. Steve? Every day. Tell me how you're doing. Every day. Every, every day. fucking day. Every single you know, day. It's only been a month and I hate you. I, I don't want you on this show anymore. <laughs> see, see what I'm stuck with, people? See what I'm doing? Yeah, I guess this actually does make uh, 31 episodes today. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Well, a little bit more because we did like a prologue episode and then there's, there's also an intro episode that we introduce ourselves in. And uh, that's, that's, a, that's a good month of work right there. Do you feel accomplished, proud? You know what? No. <laughs> I don't. You know, the only thing that I wish... And I mean this honestly, is that I wish we could cover more faster. I wish we were more people and there was like six of us just churning these out around the clock. That's the only thing I wish because I like this, but I want all, I want to cover all the books. I got so many books I want to cover. Every single book. Every single book. A lot but of books. It's a lot of books. <clears throat> <laughs> That's, it's a lot of book. But today we're going into chapter 31, chapter titled uh, Play Playing for, for Your, your Supper. supper. Play, play for Your Supper. Now, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show before. I probably have. I, I don't really go more than 10 feet <laughs> than, uh, before telling somebody. But I, I'm in a band. So uh, Playing for Your Supper. I get in this. a medieval renaissance band. <laughs> I'm in a medieval <clears> renaissance band. renaissance fairs. Ren fairs. You can't. You can't pay us in money. It has to be meals and room and board. We ha- <laughs> Even if it's like in an Hot in-town soup. show, we can go home. We need soup, bread and cheese, stew. Uh, if you got a lamb going on in there, we'll eat that. All that good stuff. But today, like for this chapter, Ran and Perrin are living the, the touring band lifestyle. They're on their way to Camelin, I believe. They're on yep. the Camelin Road. Uh, still reeling from the fact that Tom has maybe died i don't know <clears throat> we'll see yeah but they're starting to think more and more that he has died i mean Definitely starting to lose hope the the, the beginning back. of the chapter is a couple of pages just kind of condensing a bunch of pay a bunch of days into just a couple of paragraphs right just how they're feeling how they're reeling from the fact that tom is probably to them probably dead most likely dead and uh, trying to make trying to make it to Camelin alive. They're being super cautious. Every time they're looking, every time they see like dust trails, they mention dust trails a lot. Um, they always try to make sure they can see what that is. If uh, if it's like a lone rider or a couple of riders, they always just book off the trail, book off the road just to like hide away for a little bit. Um, and every once in a while, you know, a wagon comes by and they hitch a ride and they go on to the next farm where they work for a little bit, get some food in them, uh, and then move on to the next next farm. It's a good life. You know, it, it, it romanticizes traveling in a way. Or maybe it's because I haven't traveled in a little while and I'm getting that itchy feet like I kind of want to go somewhere. But... It, just the way that he kind of approached it, it just sounded it sounded kind of like the life, you know? Simple. Yeah, well, I mean, it's different when you're like traveling around in wagons and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're just like, it's just a ride, and then you're chilling in a pile of hay. 
Yeah, you're just like, what's up, man? And he's like, I'm a lamb. I'm a goat. He's like, I'm a goat. And you're like, word. Word. All right. <laughs> you know. Um, But I, we're getting kind of more tension from Matt, I think. There's like a couple points here where if they duck out behind cover, they're suspicious of somebody. Matt tends to like go for his dagger and like instead of his bow sometimes and like there's a there's an argument that they have about the dagger and <clears throat> about, like, yeah Rand's selling the like, dagger about selling the dagger because Rand is like yo that would like give us a, a pretty decent like even one ruby it's like man it's made of rubies like I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> we could just sell one but Matt does make a good point he's like what do people have out here to give us like chickens yeah goats you want, <laughs> you want goats Chickens like is always seen. Ten thousand chickens, like that's great and all, but well, how what are you gonna do with that? What are you gonna do with all those chickens? <laughs> what are you gonna do with that? Uh, which is a rare. They could fight the dark from... one with an army of chickens. It's like uh, Zelda, the cuckoos. How do you say it in Zelda? Like cuckoos? Oh, don't do this to me. I mean, I think it's like cuckoo. Cuckoos. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. Yeah. Yeah. You throw one at. The dark one, and then a million show up out of nowhere, and they poke his eyes out like the ravens did. Yeah, if only. If only they missed that opportunity. Clearly, (laughs) Um, I can't remember. Like that's pretty much where that argument ends, though. Is uh, Matt just making that point? Yeah, he's just like, "What are you? What are you talking about? Selling this? Of course!" Like, I does he admit to like what? What he would sell it? I think he would sell it. Mm. No, wait. It depends. Like, I feel like there's. There's some sort of like weird dark power that's coming from. No, his I don't think he'd somewhere. sell it because yeah, he's got it. He's got it going on. It's part of his prophecy. Yeah. He's not selling his prophecy items. That's very true. That is true. Wonder. I wonder if it has any sort of deeper meaning other than just like a, his new found weapon. Oh, it definitely does. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Anyways, uh, on their trails, this is they get to one. They get to a specific farm. And that's where the majority of this chapter kind of takes place. It's kind of like they're... They're basically getting a uh, meal, uh, you know, food and food and bed. Yep. And uh, for a little bit of work. For a little bit of work little at this certain farm. Work. And then uh, they... I think the farmhand invites them in. Mm-hmm. They're like, why don't you eat some supper? Like, we don't have much to pay you with, so have some supper. You can stay with us. And it's great. And I think Rand is like, I, I, well, not even like it was a suggestion, just like eating supper. They were, they were kind of like, okay, well, we'll play some songs for you. Right? Yeah. Well, they're doing the whole, this looks sort of running with the gleaming bit. Yeah. Which is a good bit. And the fact that they actually know songs and like they actually. Uh, and they've got all the Tom's chapter. stuff. He they've got all Tom's stuff. They threw his stuff at them. Right. So they're still carrying flute. that around. All the juggling balls that Matt's juggling around. The best yeah, part of this of chapter, though, is a that... <laughs> I love, that would be amazing. Somebody bust out a theremin. I'm just like, come stay with us, and they pull out a theremin. That'd be my new best friend. I can go either way, real fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, uh, I, yep, totally. Um, the best part of this chapter, though, was the uh, the farmer's daughter bit <laughs> oh yeah 
she's where a, she's just she's she's a little salty for Rand. <laughs> it was just funny because like it's just I don't know if Rand is like good with girls. I think other people think he's good with girls. Like Parent thinks he's good with girls, but I think it just more often than no, not. I think he is. I think it just falls in. I think it just falls into his lap. He just has a, a way about him. Lou Bega. <laughs> what the hell is that? Look it up, people. <laughs> um, yeah, she's making eyes with him, and he's he he's like, I have to get out of here. We have to like play it so safe right now. We're staying here. We're eating this guy's food. We're working for him, and it's not like the first time where they've been chased out of a farm. Because sometimes they're working on a farm, and then uh, I don't know if like the farmers yeah, it's just get chased out of a farm. That's basically how a farmer lets you go. <laughs> he hires you for the day. At the end of the day, he starts running at you with a pitchfork, throwing corn, throwing Yelling corn things, throwing money too. And so you get yeah. your day. Yep. <laughs> and then, you know you catch it, and you'll be on your way. <laughs> You're like, thank you, and they're just like trying to stab it you with a pitchfork. Yep, that's uh, that's gigging life right there for you. That's that's how you get paid. You get chased out of the place. Um, essentially, the end. This whole chapter kind of culminates in them just kind of going. The mom doesn't like them. She sees what their daughter. I think her name is Elsie. I think, or else she sees her daughter kind of making eyes and the fact that these these are like true boys in their house, and she's like, I don't. I'm not cool with this. You guys got to leave in the morning. And she doesn't say that in so many words. It's more like a, you sh- you guys have to leave early, right? Wink, wink. Yeah. Nudge, nudge. Yeah, I'm pushing, guys- pushing in that direction. And that, and Rand, because he sees Elsie kind of making eyes at him and he doesn't want any part of that. He doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to be chased out of here. He's just like, sure. Yep. We're going. Like, yeah, we will leave. You piece of shit. Yeah. Why are you, why are you treating me like this? Um, and they leave, and that's that's it. That I think the end of the chapter is just them kind There's of. There's a little bit me. more, but it's the same sort of thing. They're just like walking around, talking to people. They go to a, go to an inn, and they're and then at the don't they meet a drunk guy? Don't they travel with a drunk guy or something? Oh yeah, they played at a bar. Like they they found a place, and they were like, they're not they they're not very good gleaming but there's still more entertainment than they have than these towns get all year round basically so yeah so people like, still they still want it high demand absolutely high demand for these guys we saw what kind of penny the gleeman can make in that white bridge chapter pretty penny pretty penny like why like shiny penny they're rock they're rock stars man they're they're eye of the world rock stars they stay there tonight, and the next morning, I think one of the drunk guys that was there at the bar, he's, he was like, I'm going to Cambolin, or somebody was going the same direction that they were going, and then we're like, we're going to hop with you. Yeah, and, and that's pretty much where we're For a few more days, and then they get to they get to a place called Four Kings. Right, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it ends, and I think it's kind of like uh, Four Kings is it's a little bit foreboding. Like they, I think the chapter ends with like a little like they weren't expecting what they were going to be seeing in Four Kings or something like that, right? Yeah, but we yeah. don't really get a lot, but it's a town, it's a spooky town by the sounds of it. Yeah, well, that's the next chapter that I believe we're going into is the uh, 
the Four Kings chapter. It's called, I think it's Four Kings for Your Supper. <laughs> four Kings for dinner, over for dinner. Four, four Kings, kings, four kings for in supper. Shadow. It's called Four Kings in Shadow. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.